the world, what it looked like to me in December, is very different now. Now it sort of resembles that scene in Alice in Wonderland when she falls down the rabbit hole and there's cupboards everywhere and it's really psychedelic. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like free falling. I wonder how this is going to end. I have that exact same feeling every day. Welcome to the From Quarantine podcast, a daily dose of dry humor from two Americans living in the heart of Europe. Hosted by January Newbanks and Tassie Gibson. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good this morning. How are you? Good. I love talking to you in the morning. It's fun. I know. It is fun. I, there's something to be said about recording at the end of the day, but it's also quite refreshing when we switch it up and we record at the beginning of the day. I really like I that. Uh, do you have any so, bullet points for us this morning? Um, yeah, I have one, but it's kind of funny because I don't know when this podcast will be released according to other podcasts. So this may be like a pre or a post information, but Amy Hadley changed my life. Uh, we interviewed Amy and she talked about how to make your space your own and to give you some joy as you're quarantined inside of your own tiny space for a while um and I took her advice and I moved my furniture around and I'm in love with it that's awesome yeah I'm sure she's gonna be so happy to hear that yes it was it's great and such small things like I just moved some shelves around and repositioned the table yeah. and put lots of postcards on the wall All these postcards I've been collecting over the years um I actually uh, washi taped them to my walls and I love it I feel so happy oh, that's and amazing. I remember um, how many years ago was it that we did the postcard challenge oh my gosh forever uh, I mean it has yeah. to be like seven years right seven eight years yeah 2014 I think yeah it was the year maybe, after my no, maybe it, was it the year that you had the ankles um that you had the ankles. <laughs> Is that the like a grandmother? <laughs> you got the cancer of the ankles. <laughs> I think was, I think it was the summer after. I don't know. Maybe, I don't either, remember. It doesn't matter. Now we're now we've descended into like retirement home. It's either 2013 <laughs> or 2014. <laughs> well, we decided to. I don't know why we did this, but um, we just like this project <laughs> just decided <laughs> one day before really thinking about like the logistics of the situation, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, like the fact that it costs like a dollar twenty to send a postcard. We decided that we would send a postcard every day for the month for of the July. entire month of July. Yes, mm-hmm. and while it was so fun and and it was. It was really cool because I like enjoyed hearing like little tidbits from your every day because we at that point had not lived in the same on the same oh continent for several years, you know, like <laughs> since we were, I don't know, 22, 22. Yeah. Yeah. We hadn't lived on the same continent since we were 22. So, um, so yeah, so we had, I had all those postcards that you sent me and you made postcards out of like the Marks and Spencer tea boxes yeah. 
Um, you made postcards out of, or you took free postcards from like the Ambiante group. Like, yes, yeah, all those so things. Fun. Yeah, we kind of collected postcards from just. I mean, I sent you like postcards that I had left over from like other trips. That... Yeah, you sent me a really weird one from Wisconsin or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or that I think we were actually driving through West Virginia on our way back from like the beach or something like that and I like sent you like a really crazy mm-hmm. truck stop postcard yeah. yeah um but I taped every postcard that you sent I taped washi tape up on my wall next to my dining room table and yeah. by the time I was done I had like all 31 displayed and I left them there until we moved I loved it Oh my gosh. Actually, in my drawer, I found a bunch of yours. I didn't, I don't know why they're not collected into one space. I think I've moved too many times over the last yeah. couple of years. They've just gotten jumbled. Um, but I did find a bunch of them and I was thinking about it. So I recommend to any best friends not living in the same city or living in the same city, do your thing, yeah. um, to do a one month postcard challenge because that was lovely. It was so fun. We sent quotes and stories of our days and conspiracy theories about our lives <laughs> gossip whatever I always feel like it's so funny to send postcards because um especially if you get like personal it's just everyone can read them everyone can read them but there's something kind of cool about that I wonder if I was a male person I would totally read postcards wouldn't you <laughs> you would you would I would be like no I took an I took a vow of honor <laughs> <laughs> I shall never look at the postcard. (laughs) It's so funny how you respect people's privacy, and I totally don't. (laughs) That makes us a good team. (laughs) Maybe that's what you like about me. Maybe that's what you're drawn to. You need somebody to not respect your privacy. (laughs) (laughs) To poke and prod. (laughs) I am doing a bang-up job of that, by the way. (laughs) It's true. I appreciate it. Oh, what about man. you? What's your bullet point of the day? Um, so I have two. Um, the first one is that uh, Apple Music's Pure Focus playlist is going on my hashtag coronavirus2020 MVP list because Ooh. I'm a headphones nerd and I really love to listen to music on like good headphones. But the Pure Focus is like music designed to you know, bring your focus to the forefront of your mind, like allow you to like tune out everything Uh else. And, and there's so much going on. Um, like yesterday there was like construction outside of my window and we're like trapped here, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and, or there's like Lucy's playing video games with her dad and they're like hooping and hollering. And I'm just like, I just want quiet. The pure focus feels like, I don't know. The bass is so amazing in some of those songs. It's just like a collected uh, playlist um, that it just like you can feel it through your whole body, you know. And I love that feeling. Like sometimes I meditate to that uh, playlist, and I love that feeling of just like the headphones and the bass in your body, and just like. Oh, it's so calming. And so now when I need to kind of escape, have like a little mini vacation in my own head, I go for <laughs> the Pure Focus playlist. It's awesome. Oh, that's good to know. I'll have to check that out. I've, I've pulled back from my music a bit just because I've been doing other things. 
uh, mostly finishing Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, yeah. my, my, my Brooklyn Nine-Nine binge. So that's been playing a lot of the times. But I just finished it last night. So I'll be back on the music horse. I just finished Sex Education. I've have heard you that? good things about that. I have not watched it yet. But um, several of my students have watched it and uh, enjoyed it. Yeah. I... There were parts that were uncomfortable, of course, but oh, of course. Um, but I I liked it. I thought I thought it was engaging and lighthearted. Um, I like British humor a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think one of the things that's interesting about watching it is that all the kids like walk and take the bus everywhere. Think they're not in like a city. They're uh-huh. in rural England. But what's the driver's license age there? Eighteen. Yeah, yeah but I think I it's expensive. It's like here, it's quite expensive to get a driving license. So, yeah. like, you wouldn't do that until, unless your parents supported you. Um, yeah, so, like, all the kids older. walk around town to each other's houses or take the bus, you know, like the country bus. It's um, a good life. Places. I'm glad your kid won't grow up in car culture. Yeah, me too. I mm. I don't, like, have anything... Well, no, that's not true. I do have stuff against uh, car culture, but like, I I really enjoy not having a car. Me too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just talking with an American last night. Uh, who's, who we're not like uh, friends, but uh, we we were speaking, and she was like, "Americans are independent, and we just love our independence, and we don't want people to tell us what to do." Because her state is still not quarantining. Uh huh. And uh-huh. I was just like, man, I must have missed that gene. Like, <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, bring on the public transport. Bring on the trains that can take me from city to oh, city I all love, over the continent. I love community-based government. I, know. I do, <laughs> like, too. I want to help my neighbors. I want my neighbors to help me. Um, yes. That's super important to me. Yes. I get Social it. Democrat life. I know. <laughs> It's true. I also <laughs> talked to my roommates from university last night, um, and that was lovely. I don't think yeah. that we've had a call with the four of us in years, probably at least five years. Um, so it was really Coronavirus nice. Coronavirus bringing us together. I know that we were joking that like we should do this once a month, and it's because of coronavirus bringing us <laughs> together. <laughs> I think a lot of people are feeling that way. Yeah, but speaking of being on the phone, actually, that's my uh, second bullet point that I wanted to say. I am loving all these stories about people on video conference calls because, Uh as we know, as we've chronicled through this journey with me, um, this technology has been a learning curve. And it's hilarious to see how it's also a learning curve for other people. So one of the best stories I saw was the potato boss. Have you seen the (laughs) potato boss? Yes, I love that one. (laughs) This woman, she was on a conference call with her subordinates, and she accidentally put some kind of filter on that made her look like a potato, and she couldn't get it off. So there's just just... a potato, and it looks kind of like a finger potato, and then it's like got lips that move. And I thought that's hilarious. And then I was reading another one that apparently school teachers in Finland, because they're doing online schooling, have Uh uh, sent out a general message to all 
especially fathers in Finland, if they could please wear pants because the dads are walking around in the background just like in their whitey tighties. <laughs> and all these teachers are getting too much information about the family life of their students. And I just, I love how we're all doing this. Like we've committed. We're like, okay, it's an online world. We're going yep. there. But we yep. don't really know quite how that functions. Yeah. Uh, oh man that is great I think that's up there with the toilet lady oh my gosh yeah the potato I'm really glad that the potato boss took it in um took it in stride because I read the reaction and I was like that could get you in a lot of trouble if you were if you were her employee and you posted that on Twitter. But she wrote a really funny um, response where she basically, instead of I, wrote spud or something like that. Uh-huh. And oh, my gosh. It was, it was quite funny, yeah. Now is the time to have a sense of humor about yourself, ladies and gentlemen. For sure. <laughs> I just sent Tassie a video of me singing. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. Um, in yes. a chipmunk voice. And... I have no shame. It made my life. <laughs> I've been sending chipmunk voice songs to all the people that I love the most because they're the only ones that I'm going to uh, let see me sing, perform a song in a chipmunk voice. This morning <laughs> I sent one to my lovely husband and the song I chose was No Children by the Mountain Goats. And if you have not heard the song No Children by the Mountain Goats, I, do I know that one. beseech you to Google it and just revel in the, the genius of the lyrics. <laughs> it's kind of like that. There was like a headline that I saw when uh, you and I were researching funny headlines. Uh-huh. Um, and it was kind of obvious, but funny to me. So it didn't make the cut for the show, but I did think it was funny. It was like, um, people in quarantine are getting robbed less, um, but fighting more. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be a summing up of the last few weeks for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. No, <laughs> nobody's going to rob you, but you're going to fight with everyone more. Andy and I have actually like... We've been pretty good. We haven't really been fighting. Maybe just because this is kind of really close to our normal life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, so my second bullet point is um, that I bought an illustrated version of Pride and Prejudice uh, a couple of months ago. And it's from uh, the publisher, I think, is Rockport. And it's mm-hmm. Classics Reimagined series. And there's several books that they've illustrated with different illustrators so they all have kind of their own style and the illustrator was chosen based on the book and I bought the Pride and Prejudice version and it's been a really long time since I've read Pride and Prejudice and Jane Austen has never been like my jam Uh Um, but I went ahead and bought the book and I've been taking it out and just reading just for like a few minutes a day just parts of the book and admiring the illustrations and drinking my tea, you know, taking like, you were talking about how people are like looking for comfort, mm-hmm. the stories they know, movies they've watched, like these kinds of things. Um, so Pride and Prejudice, I'm really familiar with the story. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm finding it so much more funny 
and uh, it the is. humor in it. Jane Austen is really funny. I think that sometimes doesn't come across in some of the adaptations or yes. sometimes even when you read it. But yeah, if you are open to that and you're like, oh, damn, she just smoked <laughs> that girl. <laughs> Burn. I, I think I read it when I was so young that I just had this impression. I was like, oh, my gosh, too many adjectives can't handle it. <laughs> because <laughs> their writing is so like so full of adjectives there's like an ad like four adjectives for every noun <laughs> yeah. so um yeah so it's like the opposite of reading Hemingway right like <laughs> <laughs> like the antithesis but anyway I've been reading bits and pieces of Pride and Prejudice and I've just been really finding it comforting and the book is beautiful and it's so cool um, when you hear us talk to Amy Hadley, um, and she talks about the, the importance of things that are beautiful in your life and your space, um, mm-hmm. it's so cool to just kind of have like a visual comfort that like yeah. I kind of experience every day. I'm liking that. I agree. And yeah. And I also wanted to mention before we go any further that today is our 20th episode. That's crazy talk. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It means we're, we're on our way to 30. Just 10 more to go. I know. And crazy. I'm so impressed. I have to toot your horn because you are the, the power behind this. You do all the editing and get it up on the internet. And um, we've heard such lovely things, feedback yes. from our friends and family and even people that we don't know. Um, and it's been really touching and probably one of the things that keeps me from jumping out the window. So thank <laughs> you guys for listening to 20 yes. hours of us chatting. <laughs> Oh, they haven't all been hours. Remember when we were like young, just, you know, 20 short days ago, and we thought that like we'd talk for maybe 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we had no idea. Our self awareness was really not like at peak right there, was it? I don't know if I've ever talked to you for just 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm fairly certain the answer to that is no. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Well, that's a good segue into updates because we actually haven't done updates for a while. So haven't. You're right. um, What is happening in our little Czech Republic and around the world? I I have one to start with just because it was funny. We'll start with funny one. Um, On April Fool's Day, um, there. There was a announcement from the government that they decided that all statues should wear masks. And apparently uh-huh. they went around and put masks on some of the statues <laughs> in the city. And I just, I love the sense of humor. I, that cracked me up. Checks are awesome, man. In the sense of humor department. I freaking love it. It's so dark. If you ever come to... <laughs> I mean, that not that the mask thing is too dark, but if you ever come to Prague and you want a little lesson on the Czech sense of humor, just go find all the David Cherney statues. Oh like, true. Our Such installations around humor, the city. But, funny, but a little bit like, huh, don't take yeah. your children to some of them. 
<laughs> Actually, it's the, funny that you say that. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny that you say that because Lucy's preschool, like, which we went to visit the like third day we were here in the Czech Republic, I think. It was right next to the pissing man. <laughs> yeah, is right next to the peeing man. So for anybody who hasn't um, heard of this artist or seen any of his work, um, there are two men. And they're standing in kind of a pool of water that is uh, contained in the shape of the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And one of them is standing where Prague would be on the map. And one of them is standing where Brno would be on the map. And both men are like the fountain that's going into it. It's pee coming out of their penises. <laughs> and their penises go up and down. Like... <laughs> and back in the day I don't know if it's still true but back in the day you used to be able to text what you wanted them to spell out with their their... Uh, yeah they oscillate as well the hips Uh oscillate yeah I think that that's been defunct for a while yeah yeah I don't think you can do that anymore but I remember walking like through there and I'd seen it before because you showed me when we visited the first time Um, but (laughs) I was just like, oh man, Lucy's gonna get like a European sensibility about nudity <laughs> and body, like real quick, real quick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, what have you read has been going on? Any updates that you? Uh, I I haven't read very many updates that are significant. It seems like. Uh, everything is still kind of dangling in this we have yeah. to wait and see. Um, I read yesterday that the Czech response has been based on the Singapore model, largely. Mm-hmm. And Singapore is starting to see a resurgence of the virus. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that throws into question, like, or, or that will throw into question for our governing body, um, how we can be different, like why mm-hmm. they've seen a resurgence of those numbers. And um, yeah, I don't doubt they, they've been quick and decisive, the government here um, from the get go. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I won't be surprised if, you know, there's a task force that's already. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard there. with um, all of these, like resurgence. I've read a bit about them because um, it seems to have a huge influence on repatriation. So as they're bringing their citizens back from other places um, and the Czech Republic, I think has finished their repatriation. Actually, one of my good friends uh, was repatriated from Spain last week, maybe 10 days ago. Um, so, and I think that was one of the last ones she said, and I think also for Germany, they finished. So as you get those cases of people that were out and maybe in a different quarantine system or traveling about, um, that can influence it. Um, and yeah, they're still looking at Singapore about why, but, um, yeah, they've done a good job so far. We will see. Yeah. Yeah, I I have, like, been starting to hear, like, from friends of friends uh, that there have been, like, rumbles of conspiracy theories and... 
It's hard when your neighbor, like Hungary, is having um, a bit of a democratic repression due to the coronavirus, and you see yeah. that, um, yeah, the parties that are in power are taking advantage of that, or leaders that are t- that leaders are taking advantage of um, the situation. So no one wants it to turn into Hungary. Um, right. And yeah, definitely, I've been reading some of the Czech news, and they are like, we don't want the prime minister to have full power for the rest of eternity. Could we yeah. keep this in incremental 30-day passages? And so, um, but I, I mean, I, that's good. I think in a functioning democracy, you need to have those questions. You don't yeah. want one person to have power forever. Hungary, if you're listening. But in some happy news, did you see that Australia has started with two possible vaccines doing testing? That is super exciting. It is exciting. When you're in the testing phases, uh, that's like a good sign, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've they've skipped some of the animal testing. They've skipped um, some some approvals that they would have needed, but uh, still in the safety zone um but yeah they're trying to get those out there as quickly as possible um which is great news yeah so go australia go australia we Mm. heart you please share with us (laughs) (laughs) definitely um and this might be a good place to talk about goals because Our goal, the whole world's goal right now, is to find a cure or a vaccine. So let's talk about goals. Yes. So when we were thinking about this show, I was thinking about the goals that I set at the beginning of 2020. So goal setting is really close to my little type A heart. I Every year in December, I spend a lot of time, days... Um, just really thinking through the previous year, what I accomplished, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go, experiences I wanted to have. Um, and then I take the things that like I maybe didn't get to or um, I maybe I have a new goal. Like this year's goal was to finish my novel that I started in the previous year. And like when coronavirus hit, all of those goals left my head. I don't know Mm -hmm. about you, but like everything that I was thinking about, I just, it just was an all hands on deck kind of situation, you know, at home and uh, with trying to figure things out. And so um, all those goals just sort of fell by the wayside, but I've just now started to feel like I need to get them back out again and look at them Mm -hmm. and reassess Um, because what it looked like to me in December, it's very different now. Now it sort of resembles that scene in Alice in Wonderland when she falls down the rabbit hole and there's cupboards everywhere and it's really psychedelic. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like free falling. I wonder how this is going to end. I have that exact same feeling every day. <laughs> right, right. So, um, so yeah, so I, I've been taking out the goals and thinking about them and there is something to be said for setting goals. So today I thought it might be fun to talk about adapting the big lofty goals or even just our medium goals into mm-hmm. micro goals. Mm-hmm. I love this idea um, of breaking things down and taking them in little bite-sized chunks. 
Yes. Because all is not lost. If you had those goals that you set in 2020, we can do something with those goals. Exactly. Um, Like, you can take those goals, you can break them down, you can adapt them, lower them, um, make them into, like I said, little bite-sized chunks of things that you can do um, regardless if you're out there in the real world (laughs) or you're sitting on your couch with the whole world in your computer. There's two important things that I think that we need to say. The most important, I think, I think we'll say in the whole show is that if you're going to set goals for yourself, make sure they're inspired by what your reality looks like right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's yeah. Don't say you want to climb yeah. <laughs> Mount Everest when you can't leave the country. <laughs> yeah. And don't buy into the narrative that you're letting yourself or anyone else down by releasing yourself from a goal that you might have had at the beginning of the year that maybe doesn't seem like it's going to happen now. Like I probably won't finish my novel in the time frame I wanted to finish. I wanted to have it finished by the end of the summer and be ready to start edits in the fall. Mm-hmm. That's probably not going to happen now that like I'm homeschooling and, you know, we've started this podcast project and, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's all sorts of things. So yeah, but at the same time, I'm feeling good Like I took out all those goals and I kind of crossed off the ones that I knew I wasn't going to be able to get done. And the ones that I could possibly adapt, I kept those on the page. And then I allowed myself the freedom to release into the ether all those goals that just probably are not even going to get looked at this year. Right, (laughs) right. 2020, it's like a fun house right now <laughs> well so what about I, you Tassie I think the interesting thing for me as we were doing some research about this is how good goals are for your brain um yeah. I have always been a person who makes little tiny notes <laughs> with lists of things to do I love lists of things to do I've kept journals <laughs> of lists of things to do like that uh-huh. that I it's it um, does bring me a level of calm and joy. So it was really interesting reading through the articles and seeing that that's not just craziness in my head, but that is what um, the studies show us. So there was an interesting quote from Psychology Today. They said, everything from making your bed to doing all the dishes will give you the ding, ding, ding feeling of having completed a task. Neurobiologically, the satisfaction of completing a task creates internal rocket fuel that energizes you to keep working towards your larger goals. Um, And you've heard me say a thousand times, like, I need to make my bed in the morning. If I go out of my house and I go to work and my bed is not made, I will think about it all day. Like, it's something (laughs) that needs closure in my life every morning. Like an itch in your brain. It is. It really is. So I really... the idea of micro goals resonated with me because I have a really hard time exactly like new year's resolutions. That is not my thing because it's too big, like 12 months of doing something, but I can do anything for 30 days, which is why I love 30 day challenges. Um, and I think that that makes sense to me that you get that satisfaction, you get that dopamine surge of done, 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 and you are accomplishing things, but in little bites rather than the whole meal. Yes. Yeah. I like to think in quarters. 
Like when Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of my goals, like how businesses do, you know, you have quarterly goals. And then reassess. Yeah, that's also a nice way to think about it. Definitely. Yeah, because like then for me, the 30 days thing isn't quite long enough to get certain things done that I want to get done. Um, Or like maybe I just need a little bit more flexibility because like I told you, I don't like to do something every day. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, other than the things that I have to do. I don't even like to brush my teeth every day. I have to, as as a 41-year-old woman, (laughs) I have to force myself to brush my teeth and use my skin, skin products on my face every day. Well, I'm an obsessive brush, t- toothbrush, tooth, no, uh, teeth brusher. Tooth- what is the w- pressure tooth- of the teeth? Brusher <laughs> of the teeth. You're an obsessive brusher of the teeth. <laughs> I know. And, you know, once I get started, it's actually pleasurable because, you know, you feel so good afterwards, but I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like taking a shower. I hate taking a shower. And I think it's, and you've always had that. I remember that. It's the curly hair. That's yeah. why. Mm-hmm. because the curly hair like once you take a shower <laughs> you've got like a, a like 45 minute commitment to like <laughs> putting all sorts of products on your head <laughs> so that you don't look like a puff ball I remember my friend Liz I was so jealous of her hair she has this like beautiful brown silky hair it's gorgeous Mm-hmm. stands up in all the right places and curls in all the right places like it's just amazing and she would get out of the shower put her hair in a towel and then just take the towel off and boom she was ready to go somewhere and I was like oh <laughs> anybody out there who's listening who has curly hair you feel my pain um now I shave my head so uh I'm living my best life over here with showers I don't mind showers at all anymore <laughs> nice but anyway, well, that was I, a long rabbit hole rabbit trail about <laughs> things that I don't like to do every day. <laughs> um, well, I think that another thing that really struck me is that um, you can really find happiness in the goals as well. So not only yeah. getting that dopamine surge, but also like it increases your actual happiness. And there was a quote from the Harvard Business Review that said, the more frequently people experience that sense of progress, the more likely they are to be creatively productive in the long run. So what I would like you to talk about, Miss January, is what are micro goals and um, some different ways of thinking about them? Yes. So there's several schools of thought. If you go to Google and you punch in micro goals, you're going to get like a thousand articles. And we know that because we did. Um, (laughs) And I think I've distilled for myself and I will share it with you here on podcast land um, what a micro goal is, because it matters what what your reality looks like at the time. Like we read one article where there was a woman who was like, big goals, break things. <laughs> you know, like yes. she had all of the like, all of the lingo from the like, you know, go after your dreams, blah, blah, blah. And like right now, that was those, it was intense. <laughs> I like respond negatively to that kind of pressure, like on a normal day. And these are not normal days. So, <laughs> um, so I have decided that I'm going to, define a micro goal in a couple of different ways. One, maybe something that could be done from start to finish in a month. So Mm -hmm. maybe I don't want to write my novel right now, but 
um, NaNoWriMo actually is doing Camp Rimo, with, which is the entire month of April. You choose a project. It doesn't have to be the 50,000 words that NaNoWriMo usually is. National Novel Writing Month, for those who are not in on this. Um, but instead, I'm going to write a short story over the course of 30 days. That's 5,000 words. So mm-hmm. I can break that up into how many words I need to write a day. And it is mm-hmm. in the hundreds. You know, right. um, so 